guys, welcome back to the iCast. This is Chris. Uh, we're going to be finishing up our discussion on DC Fandom, uh, specifically the things that we didn't get to in part one, which was the Black Adam concept art and voiceover footage, uh, as well as uh, the trailer for the Batman and Zack Snyder's Justice League. I hope you enjoy, and let's uh, let's get straight to it. We just finished watching the two pieces of Black Adam uh, content that they revealed uh, for DC Fandom. Uh, the first piece was um, sort of like a rundown of the, the, the past in the movie, who the Black Adam character is, the area he's from, uh, with art done by Boss Logic and a voiceover done by uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The second one is um, an explanation of the characters that will be appearing in the film alongside uh, Black Adam, um, with art done by Jim Lee and a voiceover done once again by The Rock. Um <clears throat> The, the first one in particular just shows the, the nature of the place that he's from, Kondok, uh, 5,000 years ago, sort of like this great sort of megapolis of a city, uh, you know, magic and, and everything else existed, cultures, and a big melting pot of a place. Um, but it had slavery, and the main character, uh, Black Adam, was a slave, given powers by the same individual who gave Shazam his powers. So we saw that in the Shazam film, and we saw right. um, Black Adam. <clears throat> just sort of like from chest down of Black Adam as as one of the, the the champions for Shazam. And he has all of Shazam's powers. So this is a character that we have a basic understanding of if you've seen the Shazam movie, which I do recommend you to watch. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then the other thing I want to say is, um, so I think he he still even though there's a new shazam he retains the the power so once the powers have been invoked and given they can't be taken away very much so and so yeah he has the powers of shazam um he is incredibly strong incredibly powerful he's not childish like shazam so he doesn't uh you know fool around with it and the character has historically been a villain he's been upgraded sort of to anti-hero now more of like, you know, I don't mess with you if you don't mess with me. You know, stay out of my yeah. land sort of thing. I'm the ruler of Kondok and I keep my people, you know, approved. And he cares about justice, but because he's a 5,000-year-old dude, justice to him is is, is quite brutal. Um, so, uh, The Rock, you know, is... The Rock, is a, as, as an actor, injects so much life, charisma, and personality into any role that he does. And he yeah. just reinvigorates I think that was a good casting yeah and he reinvigorates franchises right that's what he does you bring him into a franchise and watch it just reinvigorate with new charisma in life so um no the the, the rock in this would be very interesting um this one is not going to be too long because it was just you know concept art with voiceover explaining the character something that they did show which i want to get into greater depth on and i'd love to hear your opinion on is the revelation that the justice society will also be in the film. Yeah, I was, you know what? I was pleasantly surprised. I, I'm glad that uh, they're in. So um, I, I'm not familiar with all of the the characters that they had um, introduced that were going to be, but um, Hawk, Hawkman definitely, you know, I'm familiar with, um, you know, and he's always been a character that I don't always understand because, you know, based on, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. I mean, there's two origin stories for him. Yeah, there's the, right. the one where they're, they're aliens, right? Right, and then the other, it's um, 
because uh, of you know magic yeah egyptians right? magic and then forever being reincarnated right um yeah absolutely i think that's that's uh and that is a, an aspect of the character um hawkman as a character will inevitably i think they haven't announced everyone that will be in the movie i inevitably think that we're going to see uh hawk girl we're going to understand the nature of their their because if it also takes place in the past of the film we're going to see hawk girl we're going to see hawkman uh, we're going to see the Wizard Shazam. We're going to see uh, Nobu, the god. Um, and then later on, his other version, which is the other character that they revealed being Dr. Fate. My goodness. Oh, yeah. Do- <clears throat> yes, right. And, uh, and I'm really excited about um, Dr. Fate being introduced as well. Like, I wanted to know how they were going to start introducing these characters. And I'm really glad they're building up on them. Yeah. They're building up on the universe. I mean, Dr. Fate, the way I can describe it to people, and uh, a great series on YouTube called Death Battle uh, by Screw Attack, they, they do um, th- things where they essentially pit two characters of a similar nature against each other and who would win in a, in a death battle. And they did that with Dr. Fate and Dr. Strange. And the fundamental truth is is that Doctor Strange is a man with the powers of a god, mm-hmm. right? While right. Doctor Fate is a god who's on top of a who's literally just within a man, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Um. And and he's ancient and powerful. And in the end, it's like yeah, it's no matter how Doctor Strange tries, his magic is not as good as freaking you know, Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate will just tear you apart. He's old and powerful and extremely dangerous. But you know. He is such a great and interesting character, and I mean, my first introduction to him was, of course, in Justice League, right? Yeah. Where he was voiced by Odette Frere, and it was, it was, oh, it, what can I say? It hit, his take on the character set the standard in my head, and it set the standard of, of like, oh, I've been waiting for a Doctor Fate type character. I've been waiting for like this powerful, near omnipotent style of God, you know, with his Ankh and his Egyptian esque sort of thing and because he's egyptian because he has all these connections to conduct which is sort of like dc egypt right yep. um i suspect we'll see nobu his original form the god in you know the past right with yep. shazam yep. and the other you know like major players there and shazam of course has died as of the shazam film but he was alive in that in that past sequence um yeah and then we're going to see him as the character of Dr. Fate, alive and aware who Nobu is. Just like, uh, not just Nobu, who Black Adam is. Like, when Black Adam just, like, disappears and comes back, you're like, you know, there's two characters who know who he is from that time period. Hawkman yeah. and, and Dr. Fate. Right. right? They know what kind of danger he is. And um, another thing that, like, you see, like, in the thing, it's... I'm wondering, Chris, um, do you think that with Hawkman they're going to do their reincarnation? Absolutely. Storyline? Absolutely. Okay, so they're going to follow the the Egyptian. That's the only way he would know who Black Adam is. Precisely. I think Hawkman would have been there in the original, like, 5,000 years earlier and helped essentially trap Hawkman. Uh, Sorry, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, helped trap Black Adam. Yeah. Right. And then and then, of course, he's reincarnated a whole bunch. And then, of course, Dr. Fate is is brought back a whole bunch. But here's the thing. The Justice Society has its roots in the 60s. Yeah. Right. And I suspect that what this will be is the Justice Society was disbanded in the 60s. And, the, you know, as one of those also original crime fighting, you know, superhero type characters before the introduction of Superman, a universe that yeah. existed before Man of Steel. Right. And uh, the Justice Society 
I suspect that what's going to happen is that they were shut down in the 60s and now they're coming back because of some things like the Justice well, League. I, I, I think Justice, um, Justice Society was actually around longer than that. I think it mm -hmm. was um, in the 40s and 50s as well. But yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I think what they're going to do, what we're going to see is it gets shut down. And then, of course, now with Batman, Superman, um, Wonder Woman, Flash, we're having now a new iteration, which is uh, the Justice League. Yeah, exactly. And so the Justice Society and the Justice League can now coexist in the same universe because now it's like they existed before, they're coming back. Um, Black Adam is sort of like their way to it. And um, my brother pointed out very well, Black Adam as a character, he's he's he can be one note uh, and turning him into an anti-hero definitely broadened his, his, his general yeah. um, sort of appeal and broadened everything about him. Right. right? But he can be one note, and so a way around that is to give him characters to play off of, right? And the Justice Society is a great way to introduce, you know, uh, anti-hero and true heroes and have them butt heads, but also possibly work together, right? Yeah. Take this person who is seen as a villain and show him as being reasonable. Well, okay, so I, I think when they say anti-hero, right, uh, that black... so. Black Adam has evolved into being an anti-hero. And what that means is, you know, me, for me, an anti-hero is, you know, they, they have their own, um, their own, have their own code of justice, right? And sometimes that aligns with majority and sometimes it doesn't. And, but at the end of the day, what they're trying to do is protect or serve out justice. Right, um, and, and depending on the, the the circumstances, it might you know some might think that their idea or concept of justice it crosses the line, mm -hmm. and and others it it's it's not so it's. But the question you know is always, as we as individuals we all have our own moral code, right, and our yeah and, and there's and our moral code is. It has been, uh, you know, it's evolved from our circumstances and our experiences, mm -hmm. right? So in a Black Adam scenario where his origin story is he was a slave, um, given all of these powers which went to his head, so to speak, uh, you know, he had a certain code and, you know, a for him, there might have been. Do you know what I'm? What I mean when I say like, a the Black Adam is an anti-hero, but based you know, but because for him he doesn't think of himself as a villain, right? He's got he's got his own predetermined. Okay, and it's because of his experiences that he has this certain um, definition of justice, which may not align with what societal norms are now absolutely and uh yeah he's an ancient character but justice is sort of his 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 defining goal uh i mean black adam is connected with the hero isis right which is essentially like yeah. his wife reborn and given powers so uh shazam and isis are also another one of those things um black adam shazam isis the jsa they're also 
neatly tied together and there's a lot to do with these characters there's a lot of places they can go the shazam and black adam meetup is something that i'm very keen on the shazam and superman and black adam sort of like fight because the way that i have to describe it to people captain marvel or shazam as he is known now yeah. is essentially just magical superman right yeah and superman has a severe weakness to magic it doesn't like compute to him and it hurts him severely so a magical character right. could mess up superman and when you have magical superman you're like oh snap you know this is an even fight <laughs> right yeah Right. Um, and then on top of that, you have, and that's him versus Shazam. Uh, Black Adam versus Superman is a different fight altogether because now you have magical sh- Shazam, but brutal, ruthless, and efficient, right? And it's also yeah. The Rock, <laughs> right? So it's like, right, oh my right. god, yeah. uh, you're like, oh Jesus. Um, uh, uh, in addition to the Black Adam stuff, I just want to quickly mention that they've announced that Shazam Two, the title, will be called uh, Fury of the Gods. Um, uh, you know Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and then uh, I, I, and then of course I just can't wait till the interaction between Shazam, and and Black Adam, because the nature of the DC universe is microcosms, right? You know, yeah. it's Metropolis, it's Gotham, it's you know Central City, it's 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 Coast City, it's it's Midway, it's you know Themyscira, it's Apocalypse, it's these small microcosms that have their own thing and their own rules and then they interact with each other right and so shazam conduct the jsa you know like like that's one microcosm right yeah here's the thing though they sort of set up because there's six of the shazam family right there's shazam and his five brothers and sisters right yep right that's six there are seven seats right at their at their at their table and black adam is a character that i think that can be added to it if he is redeemed if he sort of calms down a bit and goes like all right listen i'm not you know i do things in a, in a heavy-handed and brutal way but it's not like i kill you know good guys right it's not right. like you yeah. know it's like the guy that i kill just happens to be a, the dictator of, the, of my nation right? right um and it's it's one of those things that the moral ambiguity is going to be central to the character uh that being said um if there's any more you want to do you want is there anything else you want to touch on or um, no, I think we rounded it out relatively well. Yeah. Um, obviously, as we more we get more information with uh, Black Adam or any of the other uh, things that we've discussed, we'll be adding on episodes. Yeah, uh, something that I just want to before we close this one out and move on to the next thing. Black Adam has been in development for almost like eight years now. You know, like six. You know, yeah, it's it's been in development for quite a long time. They announced the Rock fairly early, and they still haven't mm-hmm. started filming it yet. And but it's something that he's kept with. Uh, and, and in Hollywood time, right? When you announce something this early, there's a million things that can happen. It can fall apart. It can go to development hell, right? Or an actor could switch. Go like scheduling conflicts. The Rock has sticked stuck through it this whole time, waiting for this thing to occur, right? You know, making sure his schedule is available for it. So yeah his passion for the he's project committed. yeah he's yeah he's committed to this project and you can tell with that and you know with that level of commitment i think that you know it's it's going to be a really good movie i'm looking forward to it absolutely i want to see where this goes and i think that black adam will be definitely a movie that i'd watch first day i want to and <clears throat> you know the inclusion of characters like hawkman captain america uh yeah. characters that we haven't mentioned people like uh adam smasher and uh cyclone or tempest or or something yeah. like that um 
like uh, those characters are also things that I want to see how how they move forward with. Uh, you know, having Jaimon Hansu Hansu return as um, uh, Shazam from uh, the Shazam film. Uh, you know, and and this mm-hmm. would be something I'd also like to see. Um, all in all, in general, I'm excited. Uh, this first well peak without any real footage definitely has gotten me very interested in i was really happy the way they did it because you know what if uh, one who's not familiar with black adam it was really good like gave a really quick two minute um summary of who black adam is exactly and, and so, possibly yeah. where it can go exactly so i'm i'm quite happy with the, with what they did they they definitely got a lot of interest with a character who is not that well known you know, even though yep. Shazam is one of, is a great character to me, he's also another character that's not that well known, right? But they deserve to be known, and they're given they're given their shot. So yeah. um, this is a good place, and uh, yeah, uh, well, let's go watch the next thing, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about it then. What's the next thing we're watching, Chris? Yeah, the what's next the, thing. You know. Uh, so the next thing will be the Batman, and then the last thing we're going to talk about our bread and butter. The thing that we love the most is the Snyder Cut footage. But so yeah, next one is the Batman. Let's go watch it. Okay. Hey guys. All right. So we just finished watching the trailer for the Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson. Um, what can I say? This was something that a lot of people were worried about. Robert Pattinson as the Batman got a lot of people's heads scratched, going like, "What? What really? Him?" Yeah, I had got, I, I'll, I'll admit, I'm one of those who also had my head scratched. I was doing that. Yeah, I mean, he, his casting choice was, was different and interesting. I mean, he's particularly young um, for the role. He's, you know, and uh, it got a lot of people, you know, worrying. It's like, what, why choose him? What, what are we not seeing? I mean, while there has been indication that Robert Pattinson's been doing a lot of work you know, honing in on his craft, changing his sort of persona, changing the way that people see him, right? From his old days of being Edward in, in the Twilight series, he's now has got this new persona, this new thing, just like, I, I would even argue it's just like someone like Shia LaBeouf, right? How he had this one way mm-hmm. of people seeing him, and then he, he changed his, his narrative. Robert Pattinson has done that. Yeah, I think he's an under um, underappreciated actor. Uh, he's definitely taken roles that um, have moved him away from the the Twilight series, um, you know, and and even, you know, the footnote which was um, Harry Potter. Yeah, I he's mean, really he's he's known more for the Twilight series than he is for Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think he's an underappreciated, underutilized um, actor, and you know, he's he's really taken on very diverse roles to showcase his skills absolutely yeah and he he's been very smart and very selective and then now he's in this large scale franchise you know career maker which is batman right yeah he's you know like the batman is not like one of those characters that once you play him you're stuck playing batman forever you're able to switch um right and so it is it is a career maker right and unknown taking the role or like unlike superman where you play superman it's hard to break out of that mold and henry cavill has successfully been able to do that batman is not is not that character you can break out of that mold you can you can you can do interesting stuff with him and there's so much versions of the characters and so much nuance to the character of batman and bruce wayne that hasn't really been seen in movies right they haven't really been able to 
to do that, <clears throat> this version of the movie, I suspect, will be taking on the persona of the world's greatest detective. Not the Dark Knight or the Cape Crusader, but this guy who has to... You know, I mean, the nature of the film is following essentially a serial killer, right? A guy right. who kills people, leaves behind clues at the crime, you know, like, you know, weird, you know, sort of things about what he's going to do next. Riddles, you could say. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and then Batman, you know, delving deep, breaking it down, seeing what connects those who have been murdered, seeing... And as Matt Reeves said in his, you know, in in the pre-footage, uh, in the panel footage, he he goes like, what he wants this movie to be is like Chinatown, or or L.A. Confidential, you know, like noirish, where right. you know where a small event, a murder, you know, causes this ripple to occur, where individuals are successfully able to look and see a wider conspiracy occur. And the nature of this wider conspiracy, the nature of what it has for the city of Gotham, which uh, in terms of a characterization, the city of Gotham has always been a character for Batman, right? And yeah. there are so many different ways to show Gotham. And um, like, so like, you know, Tim Burton did wide and expansive and, and like, you know, high Gothic and strange, right? Yeah. And right. very comic booky. Um, Christopher Nolan did Pittsburgh and Chicago. You know, as his as his baseline of what Gotham looks like, right? Right. right. Um, and Matt Reeves uh, admitted that his solution to Gotham was he goes like, I'm not going to do just one or two cities. I'm going to do lots of cities, right? Yeah. But specific places in them, and I'm going to merge the geography and architecture of these different locations and turn them into one. Where Joker's, you know, Gotham was clearly, you know, New York in the 70s. Yep. Right. Yeah. This is a Gotham where he and he goes like Gotham Square, right? <coughs> Sorry, we filmed that in Liverpool, right? Right. And and Gotham Industrial, we'll film that there. We'll, like they'll they'll do something where they'll take the imagery and the architecture and the geography of what they want for a specific area, right? Right. Combine it so that it gives a full scope of it. Yeah. Of a world that they're creating the world. Exactly. Is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. The world building of, in my opinion, the second most important character in, in any Batman story, which is Gotham. Yeah. Right. Because Batman and his connection to the city that he loves, this disgusting, brutal, you know, horrible, crime infested city. And yet he can't walk away from it. Right. He can't say, yeah, this place is just, you know, there's nothing we can do. I'm going to create a better city. I got all this money. I can do whatever I want. But no, he, he loves this place. And, and showing this, right, showing, you know, the level of detail that they're willing to go into just for Gotham, right, just for this setting is something that I'm quite interested in. I feel Zack Snyder did that, but he didn't do it as wide as what they're going for. His yeah. version of Gotham was was based on Metropolis. He, he, he worked backwards, right? Yeah. His, right? His Gotham was, hey, Metropolis is san francisco it's nice it's beautiful it's up it's everything across the bay from san francisco is oakland and that sucks well guess what though oakland right. is our gotham right yeah yeah metropolis the beacon of hope gotham the down and dirty across each other from the bay that's how he worked it where they were sister cities across from a bay right this one mm -hmm. <clears throat> is not concerning itself with comparing itself to another it is concerning of, about building its world of, of, a, of a city that, if it was so bad, why is anyone living there, 
right? Right. Yeah. You know, like no one's moving to Detroit. They're getting out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> That's essentially the same sort of situation that we have here. So their their take on Gotham, I'm quite interested in, and the trailer shows some aspect of it, and I quite enjoyed what they did. Robert Pattinson's look in this down and dreary uh i made the 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 comment that if they they could talk about how this is like young ben affleck and go like yo this is the 90s right yeah right like yeah uh, i here's the thing is what we what we were shown is um as matt reeves said about 25 percent of them so think of it on a bigger scale is of what they've shown um the trailer that they teased was 25 percent of what had already been um, filmed the how how much bigger the the movie is going to be i it's this is another one that um i'm really looking forward to i enjoy those um noir type of um movies and shows the the mysteries the detective yeah um and i i'm really looking forward to this absolutely i mean this the genre that this is going for how it's treating a villain that we've seen before in cinematic form. All right, Jim Carrey playing the Riddler, right? Yeah. In Batman Forever. Right. It was like more cartoonish. Uh, I think the you know the the Jim Carrey Riddler. This one is is not right. Yeah. It's it's more um, sinister. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the way that they did it is like very cartoony. But I had it described. Riddler should be. Just should be treated like like jigsaw from the saw franchise right yeah. a serial killer who puts you in traps that require you to think your way out of it right a serial killer right. that, who also leaves behind clues to the next kill um uh there's this great youtuber jeremy johns and he pointed it out that this looks this movie looks like seven <laughs> right um right. yeah and i'm down with that i'm like wow this movie does look like seven and seven was a beautifully shot movie noir about a serial killer if they do that with this i'm 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 my hype is real i'm so excited um i want to see where they go with it i love the new batmobile design i don't think we've uh, touched on that yet the bat new batmobile design looks like a muscle car with an afterburner on it yeah yeah uh the bat suit everything about actually what robert pattinson has in terms of his equipment though uh, as Matt Reeves said in, in, in the panel, it's something that he was trying to look at that you could make yourself, right? He goes, like, if we had some guy with a lot of money, right, And yeah. but he doesn't have his Lucius Fox yet. So unlike Batman Begins where he had Lucius Fox, he goes, like, yeah, and we're going to go to Applied Sciences and we have all of these separate and small like prototypes that never got anywhere but we have them already pre-built for you and you sort of assemble them yourself right yeah um that is not where uh robert patton that's not is. where we, yeah that's not yeah. where he's at he doesn't have a lucius fox but he's got money right yeah. it allows him to and they said they want his they want all of his uh his equipment to reflect that they want his equipment yeah. to reflect that he's built it himself, that it's highly functional, highly utilitarian, practical. His The first shot of him that you see is his boots. They're just normal combat right. boots. Yeah. They're just completely normal combat boots. I'm like, that was a very smart choice. They took something that we were well aware of. It's like, all right, well, Batman's, you know, he of course wears shoes, but what kind of shoes would he wear? A pair of combat boots is going to do the job. They're going to do the trick, 
right? Yeah. It's like I don't yeah. have time to make this special, you know, foot thing designed only for my foot, like orthopedics. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear some combat boots. All right, my my chest piece is gonna be a little bit more, you know, important. My my head, like the ears, are are a strange are a strange shape because it's something that he has to make. The Batmobile, yeah. the Batbike, his Batcave, the all things that he can make, you know, easily, and without, you know without alerting people yeah and can we also t- a touch base on who's playing gordon i i mean um, oh, absolutely. yeah i i like the voiceover that was done right and you sort of were getting clues even with the voiceover uh of the trailer when he you know when when he says it in in rhyme yeah 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 when he's going through right. the, the the evidence at the the the, the crime scene and he's yeah. he's saying it in rhyme, and we see you know Pattinson show up. The look, Gordon's look, um, and the fact. So Gordon is played by Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, yeah. yeah. And if you guys, if Jeffrey Wright, um, if you guys don't already know, he was in The Hunger Games, and he was he is in Westworld. Yes, um, and Jeffrey Wright. Um, so they did something interesting here. They did a little bit of, uh, and I want to, I want to talk about it because I think that uh, people skip this sort of issue or they don't, and they do it in a disingenuous way. I want to talk about it. Jeffrey Wright, of course, is a black actor, and he's playing uh, James Gordon, who is uh, known as a, a white character, right? Yeah. And yeah. some people have issues with essentially, um, you know, when characters are not played by their, uh, played by an actor of a different race. Right, whether yeah, that's a black yeah, character played yeah. by a white person or a white person played by a black person, um, right. and I'd like to point out that fundamentally, it it only matters in one scenario when when an actor of a different race is playing a character of a different race. If the nature of the character is, you know, is uh, informed by and 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 created through his racial experience, yeah, so yeah. I would say Captain America can't be a black guy. And people go, why, you know, that's racist. They're like, no, no, but think about it. It's like he's the face of America. He's got, he's their super soldier, right? right. He, it, they're not going to do a black guy in World War II, right? Yeah. The world right. was crappy racist yeah, back they're then. They're not going to give him the, the super serum. Precisely. They're not going to, but they, you could go smart. They've done character, versions of the character of Captain America that are Tuskegee experiment-like, where the character is black and he's got the superpowers. But because right. it was Tuskegee experiments using real life things, the char- the person's race informs their characterization. Um, right. So some Peter Parker, there was a, an issue uh, where Donald Glover in the past wanted to be Peter Parker, and uh, he's black and Peter Parker's a white guy. But there's nothing about Peter Parker's characterization that precludes him from not being from being black. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's he's a person in in a low income area. His parents are dead. He lives with. You know his aunt and uncle. None of these things, and his parents' history, and none, of, and even his smarts. None of these things make him specific to a race. Unlike someone, say, like Tony Stark, who his character is based on the fact that his father was an industrialist in World War Two. That you know, yeah. that he has legacy and history behind it. Right, and you don't have the you did not have black industrialists in World War Two. It's it's a yeah, sad truth, um, but it's a sad and disgusting truth. But so Jim right. Gordon though. He doesn't have any of those markers where I'd say that it has to be a white guy. Jim Gordon is just a cop, right? He's a good, honest, you know, non-corrupt cop. Played by Jeffrey Wright, who will kill it. 
Just like yeah. how Perry White in Man of Steel was a white character switched to a black guy played by Lawrence Fishburne. Guess what? There's nothing about Perry White's character that precludes him from being any race, right? Yep. But there are... I absolutely agree with yeah. you. You have to take a look at the context of the character yeah. as well as the um, the the timeline. Exactly. Right? And when that character was created. Or that character's legacy. Like Bruce Wayne being, right. uh, Bruce Wayne being black is another problematic thing because... His father is an industrialist. His father was industrious. His father was an industrialist and a judge. So there's legacy within Gotham. And I bring this up because I feel that is going to be a major component of this film. The legacy of corruption within Gotham. Yeah. Right? Maybe they'll go for a version of events where Thomas Wayne and the Waynes were complicit in the corruption and the legacy of Gotham. Right? Um, that is a version of events that I've seen done in other mediums. Uh, mm -hmm. I definitely like to see it here. The idea that, hey, you know, Batman is an individual on a crusade, you know, to, to right wrongs, right? But he's writing wrongs for other people. He's not writing wrongs for things that his family has done or otherwise. But what if his right. family was part of the corruption? You know, the, the, the Waynes are Gotham. They, they, right. Solomon Wayne helped establish it as, as the judge, right? They, they built their industrial nature there. They bound together a city with their, their technology and their, and their, their workforce, you know, and them having no connection to all the weird and bad corruption from, from criminality onwards, right? I find suspect. And if they decide to, to deal with that and go like, hey, listen, you know, Thomas Wayne, you know, Dr. Thomas Wayne right did evil experiments at say arkham mm -hmm. right it's like oh no it's like is there something here that they can deal with and the end of the trailer remarks that where you know riddler played by paul dano um you know in a voiceover talking to robert pattinson's batman you know talks about how he's involved too right yeah and he goes like how you know it's like you'll see and but there it is we're gonna this story is going to start with a murder and then spiral its way down into uncovering a conspiracy and a mystery where Batman, his parents, his legacy is attached to it. Very Court of Owls-ish, which, which is a run in, in the comics about uh, um, a secret society within Gotham made up of Gotham's major families. Um, right. And so I'd like to, maybe maybe that will be the case. Maybe that's what the, the trailer will show. But what the trailer did show, it showed brutality, it showed anger, it showed rage, it showed this noir-esque thing, it showed this weird-ass, you know, Riddler sort of, you know, cryptic conversations and clues about, uh, you know, further coming things. And all of that, as you said, was only 25%. So, um... Yeah. <laughs> so, imagine, like, what... Yeah, what was how much filmed? more what action how much more rich it's going to be yeah exactly i mean the the, the trailer sort of ends off with bat uh, with robert pattinson beating up a guy with like a 12 punch combo where the guy gets nothing he breaks the dude's arms he punches him he hits him so hard he smacks him to the ground he hits him on the ground even more with his fists right it's like this raging like weird strong thing that i've not seen like it's a very visceral performance by pattinson and I, I, I thought it was like, wow. And then he ends up, I was like, yo, who are you? And it's like, I am Vengeance, which is an important piece of Batman sort of dialogue and lines. It's, it's I am Vengeance. I am the knight. I'm, you know, I'm Batman, 
right right um and him him saying that something that's been said and even further with small stuff like the fact that you know at the end of the trailer you see him without his mask off and he's got you know smudged eyeliner around his eyes right yeah right he's got eyeliner yeah. smudged up he's got all these things that you know show and indicate you know a the, the, they indicate you know more of a, a realistic take on something that we all know that they did you know like right. every batman yeah. had you know had eyeliner around so that it you know they don't have to get too close to his eyes with his mask right it and but when they take the mask off yeah, the eyeliner well, it, gone. it helps to distort his identity right precisely but there it is the eyeliner's there the grease paint's on it, it looks great you know it's it's these small things it's it's the fact that all of his stuff looks like it was made by himself that he doesn't have a lucius that he is batman this is year two he's been batman you know he knows what to do he it is you know but he, he's still yeah, gonna he's, have mistakes he's got a purpose but he hasn't reached uh you know the the state it's the stage where he's got all the bells and whistles and he's got somebody who's doing the development for him he's exactly. got to figure it out himself exactly he's in this early stage where it's not batman begins but it's not you know batman as we know yes yeah, you know and i was thinking chris because you know um Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, yeah. right? Uh, you, you have Christian Bale's Batman where he he creates it. He starts creating it himself, right? You've yeah. got him sitting on his... Um, but, it, you know, you, you think about... You look at um, Pattinson, what they've shown as Pattinson's work area and um, Christian Bale's. And Christian Bale's almost seems like a more romanticized version of it. It's less grittier, but at the time that it was released, it was grittier than what we had seen before. So yeah, it, I mean, you, know, you can see that evolution in terms of development of the character as well, based on the visions of the directors. Absolutely, and but the thing about Christian Bale is that he was—he looks already a lot older. So when yeah. he started off, you know, he was supposed to be like in his early thirties when you know the right. the dude yeah. was in his late thirties, practically hitting forty at the time, right? Okay. Um, right. And but so that the, the age, even though like Pattinson and, and, and Christian Bell are not that, you know, separated by age by that much. Right. It's not like anything crazy. Pattinson just looks young. Yeah, he's he does have that youthful look to him. Exactly. And that that l very young look that this this inexperience in the look, I think, will, can translate very well. And yeah, Nolan did a lot of very, very great, you know, um, gritty feel very realistic takes very grounded very believable stuff with his batman yeah right yeah. and i feel like they're going to do something similar because you know nolan's batman in the end dealt with you know secret societies and and uh the joker and 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 then bane and all that sort of stuff right right this batman will deal with a serial killer like the riddler this batman yeah. might deal with another serial killer in the future like the joker this batman he might deal with a whole bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. And because yeah. he's been constructed for three films, maybe, hopefully, they're thinking this out in a in a very long way to go like, hey, listen, uh, I mean, in the movie, in the trailer, Penguin's in there, played yeah. by an unrecognizable Colin Farrell, right? A completely yeah. unrecognizable Colin Farrell. Um, what can I say? The the Batman um, trailer was. Um, surprising it was robust it was complete even though it was completely incomplete <laughs> right um yeah. 
it 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 was a trailer over a teaser, which is strange. It was yeah. it felt like it was telling a story, right? Yeah. It felt like it was able to to give me an understanding. And from what I understand, the story will be very much based on, but not like beholden to uh, a run called The Long Halloween, where a series yeah. of murders over a year are used as uh, the the crux for changing things. Uh, the guy who's killed, right? Uh, in yeah. the beginning of the trailer, I believe that might be, um, uh, I, I believe that might be um, Peter Sarsgaard, um, who uh, is playing a district attorney. But if a district attorney dies in the beginning of this movie, that just tells me that there's going to be another district attorney popping right. up eventually. And that, um, I, I think that would actually, that district attorney might actually be Harvey Dent. And we all know, we know his trajectory too, right? Precisely. So yeah, good things to come. Can't wait for the next one. Um, yeah, I think you know I was skeptical, but um, listening to Matt Reeves and also uh, seeing what they've put together, uh, I am super excited and looking forward to it. Absolutely, I'm there with you. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add to the Batman discussion? Um, no, I think we can end it here. Um, let's go to the 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 last one that we're going to talk about, which is the Snyder Cut, uh, which we're super stoked about. Absolutely, let's let's do that. Okay, so yeah, we just finished watching again for maybe the millionth time the Snyder Cut uh, teaser that was put out, and oh god, I mean, goosebumps, man! I mean, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, I. I was blown away. I it left me speechless. I mean, I feel like every shot in the teaser was something that wasn't in the movie. Yes. And, it, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, holy crap! And they're so wide. They're so you know yeah. varied. It's not like oh, we're gonna show a you know a two minute scene that wasn't in the movie. We're gonna show like fifteen scenes that weren't in the movie. Yeah. We're gonna show a whole bunch of scenes that changed the context because we've changed the stuff about them. I mean, right? I got so much in my head about this trailer let's start off with the first thing that they showed right which was dark side yeah uh okay so i know that um you know family has like uh you know that's you know they're not happy with the graphics keep in mind they're still in production so uh yeah i i and i think that version of dark side is um from from when he had previously visited yeah that is Earth. the that is the the night not the nightmare that is the the, the history lesson uh yeah. USAC's dark side his original form um here's the thing about like so people talk about like oh it didn't look that great in terms of like his his des not his design but in terms of his rendering i'm personally of the opinion yo man make it l heard loud and clear right yeah. they have time they can fix it <laughs> right yeah right well i here's the thing is i think they're still working on it. I, I don't think it's a, they have time, they can fix it. I think they're still working on it, oh, right? Absolutely. I think they probably um, used the initial rendering um, because remember, Snyder has gotten a, um, has gotten an additional budget to finish yeah. it up, right? Uh, oh, let's, uh, before we even t begin with that. So what, what came out of it was, it's going to be four one hour episodes mm -hmm. next year and then they're going to look at making it into a four-hour movie. Yeah. So they're going to initially release it one hours, 
one hour at a time. So, you know, guys, get your four weeks lined up. And then they're going to do a, they're going to combine it all so that you have the full um, picture, uh, all the four episodes together. So you have that full four hours. And Chris, I'm putting it, I'm telling you right now already, I already have a marathon planned once that happens. I mean, I'm going to be very real this year. I'm buying a projector and I'm building my movie theater inside the house because, you know, you know, trying to go to a real movie theater is, is apparently a dangerous prospect now but um <laughs> so building it at the house right exactly and but you're yeah absolutely i'm with you like once the whole thing is fully complete and they put out their 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 film cut of this four yeah. hour you know extravaganza um watch me watch watch me just go through man of steel you know uh bbs um wonder woman Suicide Squad. I'll probably skip through the end, uh, but uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, like I'll watch the beginning, the first forty minutes. Right, you, you'll right, see me right, in there right. all the way, uh, and then I'll skip to whenever I see Jared Leto's Joker and Harley Quinn and Deadshot. Um, uh, and then, and then go to to, to Justice League, right? Yeah. Uh, see the thing, and then you know if I'm feeling frisky, I'll, I'll put on Aquaman right afterwards. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Aquaman. Um, it- is set after Justice League. Though, it right? is. It is. It yeah. Is. So it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I might just do a, a Marvel. Uh, sorry, a DC run. I know I have a Marvel run to do, but with twenty-two something films, right? I do have to go like start cutting out movies that are extraneous and and, and not useful. But we don't have that problem yet with DC. So uh, until then, right? Uh, yeah. But what can I say? This that so that showing off Dark Side in the beginning. All right, made it very clear. All right, this is something that was supposed to be in the movie. Something that I didn't get to because, you know, we were in post-production. We didn't get to do it. There was that. Showing off some things yeah. that were done. Uh, I mean, the, the, the original Steppenwolf design as he comes into the the Amazonian uh, place. Yeah. Right? When he comes into Themyscira taking the mother box. Right? His full design. Right? His weird almost like living machine inside of his body right his like the like all of that original design that was shown off in bvs at the end of bvs when they were like what what you know what's the thing that luther is talking to it is of course you know steppenwolf steppenwolf going like all right you know the bell has rung as he said the god is dead right yeah and that original design is now making its way through and into uh justice league which i'm i'm happy about because now it 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 allows for a little bit of cohesion in terms of of what we've seen um you know this additional stuff i mean literally the thing that pops in my head a million times over more cyborg stuff right a change to the 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 ending with cyborg a significant change his dad dies in the trailer right Right, we see him yeah well but the thing is here here's the thing is chris we already knew that um you know, the, the Whedon version had taken out a lot because the, you know, we, when it was in production, I mean, we would get these tantalizing little shots, right? Yeah. Um, and one of them was, you know, a grainy picture of um, Cyborg's father, past, Disinter- you know, yeah. disintegrating. Yeah. And that wasn't in the movie. Uh, and so fans knew, um, you know, from the get-go that, there was massive changes that had been made, which was which was why you know the release the Snyder Cut um, began it was because 
as yeah. fans, we felt that we had been cheated out of what to expect. I mean, we were loyal from, you know, from the very beginning. And this was supposed to be a, an accumulation of, of our loyalty, right? A reward for it. And in fact, it just got like, yeah, you I know, mean, stomped on or to be very off. fair, we got, we got three films, four films leading up to, to Justice League, right? We got, yeah. um, you know, and of those films, like, BVS was butchered for its theatrical right. cut. And and I keep on saying, you know, it wasn't a bad movie, but the theatrical release was was not good. You need to look at the director's cut to to get uh, that that movie. Absolutely. Uh, no, it's like any movie you could chop up to make it shorter and it but it will harm because it's it's missing, you know, the flow key and the pieces. pacing and the key pieces of yeah. information that the director wanted you to have. You know, in BBS, right. we've mentioned this before that, you know, a major plot in the movie is that people think Superman killed a whole bunch of people in Nairobi, Africa. Right. right. He, you know, right. and in the theatrical cut, it's just like, yeah, we think that he did it and no further evidence. Stop it there. It's like everyone right. goes like, wait a minute, Superman killing people. That doesn't seem right. But then in the th th BBS or Ultimate Cut, they decide to show you. Yeah, we staged the scene to look like Superman burned a whole bunch of bodies down with laser vision. We staged right. the scene to look like Superman did it. We hit, we used, you know, we're lucky. The reason why the th whole thing falls apart is that, you know, a piece a, a piece of bullet fragment, uh, uh, you know, a, a piece of evidence is able to help break it down for the viewer and for the main characters trying to figure out what is the larger that's why yeah and that's why i'm really super um excited chris with uh, the snyder cut that's getting released next year is it's four hours so we're getting the complete vision oh yeah for a movie that right was like we're not getting a, a oh yeah we're not gonna get a we're gonna take you know you take your four hours and condense it down to two hours so we're not getting that nonsense we're actually gonna get the what what his vision was yeah and people they certain people don't like long films i know that the the golden rule of 90 minutes is, is there for a lot of people or two hours right um um what can i say we come from a background of you know we watch lord of the rings for fun <laughs> so <laughs> right um, and not just the lord of the rings it's the extended <laughs> yeah i believe the last extended movie is almost five hours long yeah right and we do that for fun that's like that's my yeah. that's my idea of like yeah 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 of course you know, like why wouldn't the movie be that long? It's got an intermission. Oh, count me in. Cool. Time for a snack and a drink. I'll be back right. in ten <laughs> minutes, right? Yeah. That sort of thing is 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 foundational to my movie watching experience. And so this extended cut, having more information, you know. Oh, the Flash. Giving more, what was he running in? Was that the Speed Force? Was that Zack Snyder's Speed Force? Yeah, I think it was. It was like awesome. So now we now we've got a connection, right? Yeah. We've got a connection to the the scene in the Flash, BBS, yeah, uh, BBS, the Flash, Crisis, all of it, all of it now. Connects. Yeah, well, right. So they're projecting out to what he can do, right? Because that's going to help with the Flash movie, mm -hmm. right? But then we also have. Um, then we also have right him being in the speed force, he him going back. Remember that that scene? Yeah, in I'm, I'm, am I too he's... late? Am I too early? Yeah. Or yeah, am I yeah. Too I'm, soon? Right? Am I too right? Is it too early? It, it, the the Batman where Batman wakes up to 
to the Flash being there, and he's telling Batman the key is Lois. It's Lois. Yeah. So we get those connections. Yeah, um, I mean, in this. definitely the nightmare sequence is something that's also shown. Yeah, right? and, and the nightmare, right, exactly. Uh, something that uh, if you pay, if you like pause and like scan the environment and when you see the nightmare sequence in the, the, the trailer, it shows the Hall of Justice destroyed, right? right. It shows uh, Aquaman's So trident. you see that, that that's in the future. So the, the couple of things, right? The Hall of Justice, that means that they've, they've had created the Hall of Justice, right? It wasn't just the... Um, it wasn't just the the mansion, the rundown mansion at the end. Yeah, it actually got um, folded up. It, it had Justice League on the front. It was this Hall yeah. of Justice. It was something that people can knew. That's something that they knew about. The Hall of Justice exists. All right, it was destroyed. Yeah. Aquaman's trident is in the rubble. A Joker card flies by the the camera, right? Yeah. Uh, because that was things that was alluded to in the nightmare sequence of bvs uh you know they alluded to the fact that you know batman uses guns he kills people because he's in this survival situation right his gun on it had a joker card joker is an arms dealer in this future right he works with the batman joker and batman working together because there's an even bigger threat right right luther cyborg all these individuals were supposed to be in the nightmare Right. And Chris, if I could just interject, that's like uh, Apocalypse War, right? Exactly. Where you had the you had Harley Quinn leading the resistance. Like yeah, insane. I mean, yeah, I mean But they're building that into the Snyder cut. Yeah, so Justice League part this was supposed to be two parts, right? And Justice League Part right. two was supposed to be like after Steppenwolf and everything, part two was like they get the Justice League together, they get Shazam, they get Green Lantern, they get everyone together and go like, All right, we're gonna preemptively take out Darkseid. He is too much of a threat. He's going to come at any moment. We're going to do, we're going to preempt him. We're going to take him out. We're going to do it. They get to Apocalypse using a boon tube from Cyborg, and they get wrecked, right? And right. on their way back, Darkseid follows them because this codex from Man of Steel that Superman has in him is the missing piece of the anti-life equation, which allows you know Darkseid to essentially rule anything and do anything he wants. He uses yep. that piece of the codex from Superman, uses the anti-life equation, kills Lois, and then blames it all on on uh, using the anti-life equation able to trick super superman into believing it was um it was uh batman who did it and that leads to batman running away in the nightmare uh very much apocalypse war style storytelling and what was supposed yeah. to change it is that flash it was like am i too soon we're gonna see that flash comes back at the right moment tells batman what to do and instead of lois dying when you know dark side kills her with the omega beam after their initial encounter um Batman dies, right? He 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 mm-hmm. jumps in the way. He stops Lois from dying. It prevents Superman from going evil. It okay. So, but we're let's be clear. We're not saying that that's what's going to happen in the oh, Snyder oh, Cut. No, the, the Snyder Cut. Right. Here's the thing. Well, the Snyder we're talking cut about was something completely different. Yeah. yeah. The Snyder Cut might allude to that because it was yeah. intended for there to be a part two, and right. um, oh, something that <coughs> and part of that illusion would be, hey, listen, Excuse at the me. end of the Snyder Cut, I do expect to see a Green Lantern. Yeah. Right. I do expect to see someone like Kilowog show up and go like, "All right, we're folding you guys in. This sector is being folded into our protection." Ever since Steppenwolf. Yeah, because there's just up. like way too much like insanity going on. You guys need it. Exactly. We're folding your 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 sector is now getting folded into the Green Lantern Corps. It's like cool. It's like all right, we're gonna need you. We're gonna need to. We're gonna we're gonna assign a Green Lantern to this part of the the world, right? And right. they're like, oh, okay, so who are you going to assign? Is it going to be Hal Jordan? Is it going to be John Stewart? Is it going to be, like, you know, right, um, right, right. is it going to be Guy yeah. Gardner? Um, 
uh, I'm all for. I'm I'm so excited, and the Snyder Cut, every scene in the Snyder Cut was something I've never seen before, right? It's something that I was like, this wasn't in the movie. There was, yeah, I would say of the trailer, um, ninety percent of it was stuff that we had not seen before. Precisely. I mean, yeah, there's a maybe a shot of Batman that was in there or or something, but there was a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, there was a shot of uh, you know I think the second scene was a shot of um, Superman uh, getting hit with something. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, everything was there was so much new detail details, which just is uh, I, I'm just like super excited. I know. I mean, this was this is the problem. I, I can't even waiting. talk clearly. Like my thoughts are like all over the place. Like I can't even like formulate them. Yeah. Like I have trouble formulating my thoughts to begin with sometimes. But I think I've just gone off the scale. No, no, this. I mean, it's brought me to this weird place where I'm just so flustered at all the different things I saw. And, you know, and I understand the context of some of them. I, under, I don't understand the context of others um, that, you know, I'm, you know, like, here's the things that I'm most excited for, you know, a full look at that history lesson, you know, the fight in the past against USAC's yep. original dark side, you know, the original yep. like sort of mythological Justice League fighting dark side off with you know the help of green lanterns the help of everyone that they they got you know gods david thulis who played Ares, is credited in um he's credited in uh justice league even though he has maybe a split second scene right with him in the in yep. the past right another thing david thulis why is he all crazy you know like why did Ares go nuts and kill all the gods Ares' yep. sigil by the way is the omega symbol same as dark side right uh, it's dark side messes with his brain and then it gets him to, to do that, you know, once dark side loses, right? right. And there, there's, there's this wider connection to the whole DC universe and how dark side is at the center of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what we're going to see dark side is the Thanos of this, of this universe. Uh, even though he's technically yeah. older than Thanos, he was created by the guy who eventually made Thanos, but, um, what uh what can i say the the trailer just shows so much i invite everyone to go please just look at it watch it and like you know delve through it but yeah they they show things that were were never seen you know whether it's like more cyborg interaction stuff where he you know like before he became cyborg right like you know how he how he's able to go through his mind another thing that might be in the movie is him you know you know using the piece of the mother box that's inside of him to go back to when they picked up that piece of the mother box Right, which was something that's connected to you know Wonder Woman and and Etta Candy and those characters from there. Those characters picked up the human mother box, and that's the reason yeah. why Star Lab. We didn't get context of why does how does Star Labs have this thing that was apparently hidden by mankind, right? Well, they right, found it right. in you know in World War One and World War Two, right? Imagine yeah. the Nazis having a mother box, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. You know. Imagine like there's. Uh. I'm I'm just incredibly excited for what is coming up i this this the snyder cut teaser i thought was going to be like them doing something i i didn't expect what it would be which would be hey listen here's all the stuff that you never got to see right and yeah and at four hours there's a whole lot of stuff we never got to see yeah yeah um yeah the the version of 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 the speed force you know superman the black suit finally thank god black suit superman right it just makes yeah. sense, right? It's a solar suit. and allows them to get more solar radiation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
like all of it the every you know the fact that wonder woman goes to the the shrine in in athens where you know the shrine of the amazons in athens yeah so you know and here's here's the thing is like uh you know so i'll admit yesterday um or last night um you know i i checked out some of the the you know what youtubers were saying and stuff like that and they're like oh and she goes and again there's this mysterious arrow well if you remember it's not a mysterious arrow that was the arrow shot by the amazonians to let diana know that yeah. the world is in peril yeah invasion is coming right it's like right invasion it, is coming and she and that's that's connecting and that was a, a that was an issue i had with the, the whedon um release because now i'm going to put it as the whedon release right um, um yeah is that you know there weren't the connections that should have been made right yeah and she sees she sees the she sees a a newscast of you know some fire burning in the acropolis in greece well she's gonna go find how does she make the connection that it's dark sea dark side she right we don't have we don't we're not told how she makes that connection yeah like what but, what do you mean by invasion right it's like invasion right. by what invasion by right. outside invasion by something under right invasion by but, the but does she really know that it's an invasion right like is that really what that symbolizes yeah right like so we and the snyder cut you know answers those questions so no that wasn't a you know what is this arrow we know exactly what that arrow was because that was part of the that i think that was part of the snyder cut that was retained by whedon yeah absolutely um you know uh i mean saxoner came out and said listen i'm not using anything that whedon shot right and you know it's yeah. not it's not a dig necessarily against whedon it's just that you know it's like i can't call it the that's snyder not cut. part of his vision yeah i can't call it the snyder cut if, you know it's like uh there's a line in the original movie where superman goes like tell me you know do you bleed Right, which is yeah. an allusion to Batman v Superman. He goes like, "Yeah, I wasn't gonna have that in my movie. Uh, yeah, they weren't going to put that that line in in his movie doesn't make sense, right? right? Because Superman isn't going evil in the scene. Like Superman's going evil, and he goes like, you you know, it's like you know, you you won't let me, you know, you wouldn't let me live. You can't let me die. And he's angry, and he's about to kill Batman. And then his heel turn because Lois shows up makes no sense. It's no, what it is, is the sequence is that he's confused. He has no idea what's going on. Is he dreaming? Is this heaven? Is this hell? Right? Right. Right. He, he doesn't... It's going to take him some time to, like, assimilate, like, what yeah. just happened. It's hard to... to Even his like... resurrection, I think, was diff is going to be different from what Whedon gave us to what Snyder envisioned. Yeah, I mean, definitely there's a sequence of events which in the original cut seems very disjointed where like they yeah. um you know where like he's resurrected the the mother box lands on a on a on a police car and then right away like a boom tube opens and then it's taken by dark side and all it is is a voiceover going like dark side has the last mother box and it's like right. wait i bet there was a dark side fight here uh, sorry i mean like a steppable fight um i i bet there was a fight here you know for right for this but it was cut out for time or cut out because it just didn't make any sense i don't know why but one thing that i'm excited well, about is that dumb freaking cg mouth is going to go yeah <laughs> right uh, although you know what i think you know i understand why um everybody criticized it yeah it was the best you know it wasn't well done um you can tell that they 
you know, definitely did not use their budget for that. And uh, to me, that was an example of, you know what, we didn't just put it together, slapped it together and said here, right? Um, and I'm going to keep it within what the executives want. So yeah, great that it, you know, thank, thank God we're not going to have that. We're actually going to have, you know, a better visual um, of it. I was going to say something, Chris, but I've sort of like, you know, just yourself. went off on a tangent. I did. I, I you know what? I, but I'm going to, I'm going to warn you if I remember it, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to cut you off. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, maybe there's only like a few more things that I want to address, uh, seen in the, in the trailer, uh, Kirstie Clemens, who plays uh, Iris West. She wasn't in the original film at all. Yeah, she was taken out. Yeah, uh, they're putting her back in. Very good. More Flash interaction stuff. Um, more Cyborg interaction stuff. More like him, like his past, his future. Um, the, they changed the context of his dad. Um, Flash and Cyborg, I felt, suffered the most out of the, that original cut because it feels like they weren't given a lot of time to do anything. Aquaman also suffered in that cut. Um a lot of people actually don't every character suffered in that cut because they didn't get to do what they needed to do um mm -hmm. they didn't get to show the full context of scenes they didn't get to you know give us you know an explanation to stuff that happened in previous films whether yeah and you know? that's what i was gonna say see i told you i was gonna jump in and get you up yeah. is that uh, you know when you look at whedon's version right you can tell which is a you can you can even you can parse out i would argue you can parse out what was a snyder to what was whedon and i think i read somewhere that whedon added like something like um you know 80 more pages to the script like he really cut it up it wasn't um it wasn't it wasn't loyal to what Snyder wanted I, I I you know I recognized every you know director has their own vision and they have their own style um yeah. style and and stuff like that I I recognize that um but I think when you're coming on board to try to finish your project because of you know of events that happen right if you're coming in to finish it up Try to be loyal to what that vision was going to be. Try to understand it. Don't come in there and just cut it up and say, yeah, this is mine. And here's the thing is, he doesn't even put his name on it. So how much of it was he really proud of? You know, proud of. Exactly. No, no. He had like when it. this was someone else's art and he didn't put his name on it. He didn't put, you know, additional footage by, you know, like he didn't. It just it was said Zack Snyder directed by, on yeah in in the original version, and when you look mm -hmm. at it and you go like wow none of this really fits. I mean, do you find it kind of like a dig where the original version was uh, was a Leonard uh, like it started with a Leonard Cohen song Everybody Knows by Sigurd, uh, you know a cover instead of uh, you know which this trailer was which was Hallelujah by by Leonard Cohen right right uh, I, I felt that was kind of a little bit of a dig. Um, uh, or Which maybe... one? Uh, in in the uh, trailer that was released yesterday? Yeah, I felt that was a little bit. Yeah, I do. I think it was. You know, it was a. It was. It was actually a 
a homage to the fans that hallelujah we're getting it very much so <laughs> um and you know what can i say leonard cohen is definitely one of those uh artists that uh Zack Snyder likes to use he used that song uh, previously in uh, Watchmen. yeah right? well okay right and i'm a huge leonard cohen fan um have gone to his concerts uh, he's passed away so yeah. you know can no longer go to his concerts but i you know whenever he came to the new york area i went to his concert because i just a huge fan and side note he's also canadian <laughs> yeah. okay <laughs> so um if you guys have not heard of uh or listened to uh leonard cohen shame on you you guys should go check leonard him Co- out. so i'm not uh, that big of a music guy but leonard cohen is a very interesting fellow in that his lyrics almost yes. transcendental they, they transcend yes. a lot i mean everybody knows is probably my favorite song of his because his lyrics just just hit right you know everybody right. knows the good guys lost you know it's like yeah it's it the lyrics in there are are great and they fit but they do. it wasn't zach's vision yeah. right and good or bad we're going to see zach's vision and i i have a feeling it's going to be good because here's the thing i loved bvs i loved man of steel right me too you know? I didn't have the problems that everybody else had, you know, others had with it. You know, I, like they the, were both really good. So, BB, so Man of Steel's major complaint is the the amount of death and destruction that occurs. I like one; it's a mixture of inexperience and the fact that you have a super powered god psychopath who wants to cause death and destruction. So, there's nothing you can do to stop it. Right, um, and I'm gonna add to it is that you know it seemed like there was a lot more. Uh, destruction and stuff like that if you see in the animation you see superman flying through buildings that's normal <laughs> okay yeah. all right and so that's the complaint about man of steel it's not a complaint that i share um, yeah it's not a complaint i share the other thing complaint... i think the other complaint i think was that uh he killed yeah and i uh, we've discussed it before um you know you ha- i mean he was put he he was put in a no-win situation and he took what he felt was the you know if he allowed Zod to continue there wouldn't be you know there wouldn't be no stopping him I so mean, he what, had no choice what jail cell in the world can stop Zod right it's, right it's, well they, he was supposed to be in the phantom zone right he was so supposed to be sent fan- back into yeah. the phantom zone but the phantom zone you can get out of not even just that they 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 sent Feora into the phantom zone like they the, yeah. the, the the phantom drive destroyed the world you know the world uh, machine right yep um and so the, he doesn't have access to the phantom zone he doesn't have a prison that can hold this guy right um yep. but whatever so that's the, one of the things for 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 bbs the main complaint was of course um the martha scene and a lot of people thought yeah. it was either hokey or uh unrealistic or wait that would stop him like what the, he didn't realize they both had the like what if someone else said martha right would that stop them Right? Would right. that have stopped him? And I like you guys have to understand as a character of Batman, saying something like that would stop him in his tracks. It's his only real weakness is his parents' yeah. death. Right? Yeah. You know, when you see Scare- Scarecrow and all this sort of stuff and they hit him with the, the fear toxin, a lot of the stuff puts him back to being a child walking down that alley, you know, seeing his dead the the body, you know, the dead right. bodies of his parents. It is the it, it is overdone and overwrought but it is so central to the character that you know you know like everyone has their own version of the wayne death and i believe that's 
you know, and people are like, oh, we don't need to see it again. But I'm like, no, we do. Because it is entirely yeah. central to the character. And yeah. this version of the Wayne death starts the movie off with him saying, Martha, this pivotal moment in this boy's life where his parents dies, right? His, his, his father's reaching out, you know, to Martha, his wife, right? And right. when he sees it in someone else, he becomes the killer that he once was. Sorry, sorry, right. the, the killer that he once saw, right? And it breaks him, right? He goes like, yeah. it puts into context of everything that he's done and the amount he loses. And this is about Batman getting hope from Superman, right? right? right. About yeah. no longer being, you know, Batman is fear, right? right. But one thing he's right. afraid of more than anything is dealing with his trauma. Every time in that movie, he has to deal with the trauma and the death of his mother, right? Yeah. He goes to her, her, her grave in, in a dream sequence. What attacks yeah. him, all right? A man-bat type creature. And the reason why is because every time he gets close to dealing with his trauma, right? The Batman right. pulls him back, right? Yeah. It, it won't right. let him deal with it. Because if he deals with his trauma, if he finally gets to be happy again, right? What does that mean? Well, it yeah. means that, you know, what's the need of the Batman, right? right. This yeah. is him dealing with his trauma. And when thrown back at his face, it deconstructs him. It turns him into a little mm -hmm. boy again, right? Mm -hmm. And then he gets confused. He tosses. The Martha scene to me was incredibly pivotal. It was incredibly important. I I get what he was doing. I get the, 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 the lore behind it. And I'm not going to blame people. Well, unfortunately, you though, Chris, you know, people don't, um, you know, yeah. they they don't get you know try to even dive into what were the per what was the purpose behind i'm not it. going to blame people if you don't like it because that's fair you know you're you're as the point of this show you're entitled to your opinion right i'm right. not going to say your opinion is wrong it's an opinion it's just how you feel right. uh but how i feel about this is that it is it does a very good job of explaining to me the character of ex yeah. showing me the trauma of showing me right. you know the th what it takes um, and all of those things, Zack Snyder, he put those in there. I enjoy those things, you know, yep. I enjoy those context clues. I enjoy that lore. I enjoy what he, you know, his take on the characters. And when we saw Justice League, I go like, this doesn't seem like him. Right. right. There were parts that yeah. did. Right. There were parts right. that did seem like him, but there were parts that didn't. There was parts I was like. This doesn't seem right. Yeah. Right. It's a little right. too jokey. Yeah. It's a little too this. It's a little too that. Right. Um, but I'm excited to see a truly realized vision of what BVS, Man of Steel, and Justice League were supposed to be. You know, the start of something leading to something else. Right. Yes. Yeah. And um, what can I say? I'm excited. I want to see his vision. You know, personal tragedy aside, Zack Snyder. I think is ready to, to put his stamp on it. Um, this is movie is not considered canon yet to Snyder cut, but if this thing blows up like HBO max, right? If this thing wrecks stuff, you might just see them say, Oh no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. It's canon. He also was uh, kind enough to go like, Hey, listen, you know, HBO, uh, there's plenty of people who want to watch it. And some people don't have access through international markets to HBO max. They'll find a way to get it to them. On, on, on a different platform and when I see that I'm just like there you go spread the message get it out to as many people as you can the Snyder Cut you know release the Snyder Cut movement was a global thing and I believe all of us all of us fans everyone who was deep into this everyone who wanted to see this completed vision who enjoys these characters 
this is what we were waiting for and yes. they delivered dc fandom delivered on every front and i'm excited and i'm happy and i concur completely yeah uh, altogether, I think all these parts come out to like an hour and a half or something. So I might just split up this podcast into two, into two portions. Uh, I'll let you guys, you'll, you'll find out when you guys listen to it. But uh, um, I think that's a half decent place to end it off unless you have anything else to add. No, I think um, this is a good place to end it off. We thank you again for tuning in to us and uh, look forward to you guys tuning in again. Um, again, this was a special episode uh, and it, just there's just so much information that was released uh, there's other things but for us you know these were the, the the highlights that we wanted to talk about and i'm sure that um next time you and me uh are you know doing our episode we'll probably have some more things to touch base on oh yeah uh, the news keeps on expanding and getting out so i'm, I'm excited to see what we learn next um yeah. yeah so see you guys i hope you enjoyed this uh really very long in-depth look at dc fandom and the the major reveals uh at it see you guys all right thank you bye-bye <laughs>